tendency, especially for retired priests, to choose a scripture that makes you feel good and warm and fuzzy and that you happen to have a completely prepared sermon just like they're written. And I prayed and I avoided that temptation and decided to share with you some thoughts about a subject that I and probably some of you struggle with. Forgiveness. <clears throat> so I will read a passage from Matthew. Then Peter came to Jesus and said, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him, and he could not pay. His Lord ordered him to be so, together with his wife and children and all their possessions and payment be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, Have patience with me. I will pay you everything. Out of pity for him, the Lord of that slave released him and forgave him the debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay what you owe. Then the, his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. But he refused, and he went through him into prison until he would pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed. And they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So my Heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. The word of the Lord. In the name of God who creates, God who redeems, God who sustains. Amen. Peter asked Jesus, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? 
rabbis require a person to forgive three times. So Peter thinks he's being very generous. Jesus says not seven times, but 77 times. To make his point, Jesus tells the story. There is a king who decides to settle the accounts of his servants. He brings in the one who owes him the most, 10,000 talents. Now, one talent is equal to 15 years' wages. So this servant owes about a bazillion dollars. <laughs> Obviously, repayment cannot be made. So the king decides to cut his losses and have the servant and his family sold. The servant falls to his knees and begs, give me a chance. I will pay it all. Give me a chance. <clears throat> now this king answers this ridiculous request with a very surprising response. The king forgives his debt. Every last penny, 100% forgiven, free. The servant is no sooner out the door when he has a chance to return the favor. He encounters a fellow who owes him a hundred denarii. A denarii is worth one day's wages. So it's about a million times less than what the servant owed the king. The servant grabs the guy by the throat. Pay me now. What in the world just happened? The servant does not get it. He does not get it. He thinks he has pulled a fast one on the king. The servant knew he could never repay the debt. The king knew the servant could never repay the debt. The servant knew that the king knew that he could never repay the debt. The servant thinks because of his smooth talking, he talked his way out of trouble. And so it's back to business as usual. The servant did not accept the grace of being totally, 100% forgiven. The servant did not accept the unconditional mercy 
unconditional, no strings attached, mercy of the king. Therefore, the servant could not forgive. Peter asked, Lord, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus replies, not seven times, 77 times. In other words, there should be no limit to forgiveness. Jesus does not say one word about waiting for an apology. Not one word. Why? Why? When there is no remorse or regret from the person who hurt us, why should we forgive and keep on forgiving? Why? Because you and I are already forgiven. Forgiven. God, to whom we owe everything, everything, blue eyes, brown hair, friends, family, fondness for ice cream, the loves of our lives, our love for St. Stephen's. God gives and gives and gives and gives precious little in return. God has examined our debts and determined that the chances of repayment are zero. God took our huge stacks of IOUs and ripped them up, threw them away, gone. They're gone. You and I are forgiven 100%. No if, no conditions. You and I are 100% forgiven. Free. sister who owes us. The Greek word for forgive is to release from one's grasp. 
let go, set free. When you and I forgive, when you and I release from our grasp what somebody owes us, you and I are the ones who are set free. Forgiveness sets the offended one free. I'm going to say that again. Forgiveness sets the offended one free. I learned much about forgiveness when I served on a Kairos team at Tutwiler Women's for Prison in Wetumpka. Some of you know Kairos is a ministry that takes Christ's message to those behind bars. I learned that those behind bars can bring Christ's message to us. One morning of the weekend, we gathered around small tables. I was the table leader. The subject was announced. Forgiveness. I inwardly groaned. What could I, a free person from the outside, what could I possibly say about forgiveness that would not sound like some trite cliche? Forgive and forget. You know, to err is human, to forgive is divine. I was at a total loss for words. I looked across the table at Pauline, a small, frail woman, obviously without power or position. Pauline shot a man as he attacked her little daughter. The court said the man a pastor from the local church was the victim. So Pauline was locked up, locked away from her kids who needed her more than ever. Now, Pauline had much, much reason for resentment. But Pauline had sparkling eyes. Her face had an inner glow of peace. Her well-worn Bible was her constant companion. I took a deep breath and asked, Pauline, what does forgiveness mean to you? She spoke softly. 
she said, I used to be filled with hate. I hated people who were blind to the truth. I did what any mother would do to protect her daughter. I hated the lawyer. I hated the judge. Most of all, I hated that man for hurting my baby girl. She said, I grabbed hold to hate and I would not let go. She said, I held on to hate day in and day out. It weighed me down, making me feel so tired holding on to all that hate. Holding on to hate made me so tired I just wanted to die. She continued, but I can't die. I got to live. Got to get back to my kids who need me. She said, I didn't know what else to do, so I tried praying. I didn't know how to pray. I just cried, Lord, help me, Lord, help me, Lord, help me, over and over again. Night after night after night in my cell. She said, one night, I was on my knees praying, And I began to feel the Lord loves me. She said a feeling of peace just washed over me. She said I began to know the Lord loves me. No matter what I've done, no matter who I am, the Lord loves me. She said, I felt forgiven. And in that moment, I quit, opened up my clenched fist, and I quit holding on to hate. And I reached up and grabbed hold of the Lord. She said, I may be behind bars, but at last I am free. When you hold on to resentment, and hatred. When you hold on to it, you are connected, attached to the person who hurt you. 
Hatred is a hook that is stronger than steel. Forgiveness is not about sentimental tolerance for abuse. Violence is not to be excused. And you do not have to like the person you forgive. Forgiveness is about letting go. Letting go. And that may mean letting that person go out of your life. When you hold on to what somebody owes you, you spend time and energy trying to preserve pride, prove you're right, or get paid back. And you find yourself behind bars. You create your own Alcatraz. And you become a prisoner of resentment. When you release your grasp, when you let go, you are the one who is set free. You are the one who is set free. Forgiveness sets the offended one free. Nobody, not even Jesus, says that it is easy to forgive. It may be the hardest thing in life you ever have to do. In fact, I think, humanly speaking, it is impossible to forgive without asking for help. Ask for help. Pray. Pray for help. Pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to help you let go. Pray. If you don't know how to pray, just pray, Lord, help me, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. But pray. Pray and pray and pray some more and keep on praying. Because I know this. If you pray and you keep on praying, 
sometime, somehow, you will begin to feel in your heart, in your mind, in your soul. You will begin to know God loves you. God loves you. No matter who you are, no matter what you may have done, God loves you. God loves you with a love that it is so power-filled that you will get the strength. The strength to, at last, open up your clenched fist and release the hate and reach up and grab hold of the Lord.